Hi friends, thank you so much for coming. Today is April 15th and it is 6.43 p.m. And I figured it's probably time that I gave you a little bit of context and background about me. Uh, I never introduced myself in my intro. This is to protect myself since I am discussing deeply personal topics. I am a survivor of parental narcissistic abuse. I was a selective mute until kindergarten, so I literally did not talk to anyone except for my mom sometimes, uh, my brother, and my best preschool friend. Uh, The moment that kind of fucked me up forever (laughs) was when my narcissist (laughs) gave me a banana, and I liked the taste, so I decided to talk to him. And he was nice, which made me feel guilty for screwing my head off every time he held me and for shunning him for like five years. (laughs) Or at least since I could talk. I mean, so I guess maybe two or three. All right, so fast forward to when I was a freshman in college and moving into a dorm with two girls, Emily and Kayla. Those are fake names, but whatever. I always felt really weird around Emily, but I never thought she might be the reason why. Like, I kept looking inward and thinking about what am I doing to make myself feel like this? Uh, So one night, Emily had really bad behavior. Kayla and I were just hanging out, just chilling, watching a movie, and she yelled at us to get ready and go to a party with her. We said we'd go for like 30 minutes, which is exactly what we did. And on our way back home, Kayla asked me if I had noticed that Emily demonstrates aggressive and manipulative behavior. Not like exactly like that, but you know, something to that effect. For instance, whenever we'd walk through a doorway, she'd rush over and accidentally shove us into the wall. Clearly, that's bad behavior. So why did I not recognize that I felt unsafe around her because she was an unsafe person to be around? When survivors of parental narcissistic abuse escape home, they tend to run straight into another narcissist's arms. If you grew up in an NPD environment, you might feel like you attract narcissists or encounter them frequently. And it's not normal, but it's not your fault either. It might, it might be your instincts though. Basically, our radar is shit. Unsafe environments are familiar and they feel like home. So it's not that we want to be in the company of a narcissist, it's that we don't know how to detect them. It's hard for people who aren't survivors of MPD abuse to detect them. So if you're familiar with it and that's just what you expect to be normal, then it's nearly impossible. Don't feel like you're doing something wrong because narcissists are drawn to you. It's almost like they can sense it on us and you're not doing anything wrong. But I do think it's important to be aware of this cycle. The good news is, even if we don't recognize what we're dealing with, we are incredible MPD navigators. And I would like to clarify that you can't just throw around the narcissist label. They're very, they're very specific, very specific type of human. However, after the 30 minute party night, Kayla and I began looking up strategies for handling living environments with narcissistic roommates because I connected a lot of Emily's behaviors to those of the narcissist that I grew up with. So even though we can't just say that she's a narcissist, like, I don't know what her diagnosis is. I don't know. But, um, I did recognize a lot of those behavior patterns and, um, we, we just thought that knowing some of those strategies would be beneficial for our specific situation. That being said, survivors of NPD abuse have a whole different set of instincts. Everybody knows the phrase fight or flight. We don't do that. We play dead. We make ourselves small and significant and unnoticeable. I love people who are direct and say exactly what they mean with no subtext. Honestly, I'm sure most listeners do. So, When a narcissist is having bad behavior, why can't we just speak up and be direct? 
Well, in my last episode, I explained that narcissism is a disconnect in the interior and solar cortex. That part of the brain relates to empathy, and multiple studies confirm it is not strongly activated in patients diagnosed with MPD. So this is my conclusion based on that fact. Due to the disconnect in the AI, narcissists are able to solely focus on their own personal gain, which is why there's always elements, or at least there always feels like there are elements of power and control when dealing with them. It's important for everyone to know that when you're dealing with a narcissist, everything is conditional. All right, I'm going to say that one again. When you are dealing with a narcissist, everything is conditional. Standing up for yourself, establishing boundaries, speaking your mind, even announcing your plans is met with repercussions. Someone close to me will just say no when I say what I'm doing. If they're not involved or in control of one of my decisions, they'll sabotage it. Oh my god, I said that so weird. Sabotage it. (laughs) Anyways, so... How do you cope with the repercussions of acting like a normal person? You don't. You escape. Get the hell away from it. It's not your fault. But it's not always so easy. When you choose flight, they'll they'll probably block you. And when you choose fight, I mean, you can imagine what happens when you choose fight. So play dead. Make yourself invisible to the narcissist. When you can't empathize, the world is your playground and people are toys. Don't be a shiny toy. Be a dull gray rock. Every single interaction you have with a narcissist is manipulative, so don't give them any substantial information, but you can't totally ignore them because then you'll just get slapped in the face with attention-seeking behaviors. Gray rocking is the ideal technique when dealing with narcissists. It means saying everything and nothing at the exact same time. Okay, so that's really confusing, but here's an example. Let's say there's an identified narcissist in your work environment, and they approach you and say, So, what do you think of the new policy? Do not tell them what you think of the new policy. A proper gray rocking response to this, to the, um, you know, what do you think of the new policy question would be, oh, well, you know, and then just go back to your work. Just be busy all the time. Every time you interact with them, you're in the zone with your work or cleaning something. Always act flustered, always act distracted, but distracted by boring, neutral things like your econ homework or like organizing your emails. Make them bored of you. Just play dead until it's safe to escape. And I'm not saying that you can't fight back, but this decision will be met with violent repercussions. I don't know what the treatments for MPD are, but most of the time these individuals don't know that they're suffering from it, and they especially don't know that the people around them are suffering from it too. So if you choose flight, then their toy is just abruptly leaving, which will obviously upset them. And if you choose fight, chances are they'll probably never be able to understand where you're coming from or be able to engage in a conversation about their behavior and make a positive change. This is exactly why we have to be careful about throwing around the narcissist word. Because if someone is acting hurtful or selfish, I would still recommend having a conversation and being direct with them if if it is safe to do so. But with narcissists, it is an entirely different set of rules. And when you're truly dealing with one, you'll know. And if you're like me, and honestly probably won't know, (laughs) at least you're perfectly programmed to handle it. All right, well, if you made it this far, thank you, thank you, thank you, and I hope you have a good rest of your day.